You're listening to the Girls in Property podcast, where we explore the world of property, meet amazing guests to hear their stories and support you in your property journey. Hi, everybody. Hope you're doing well. You're here with me, Sophie, and I'm here with Julia. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about our first three years in our property businesses. Woohoo! <laughs> so how are you today? Um, I'm amazing. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Feeling quite positive. Thank you. Um, we always start with what we're celebrating. So I'm actually celebrating the fact that the builders are entering mine and my business partner's like renovation project that we've been working on for the past two years or so, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're in today and we're going to have our first sort of checkups and see that they're all doing what they're meant to be doing. And I'm just so excited because we're going to order our hives, our helmets, our branding. It's going to be amazing. You need to take lots of content and you need to just show us everything that's happening. Is it? A rip out, full rip out, and oh my god, it's everything. We reconfigure the whole floor plan. Uh, We're changing a bathroom into a bedroom. We're making a bathroom, like adding a natural space for the bathroom, moving walls, destroying walls, removing chimneys, um, knocking down a conservatory, rebuilding an (laughs) extension. I remember Um, when you first showed it to me, and you were like, "That's got to go. That's got to go. That's disgusting. That's got to go." Yeah, um, no renovation since like nineteen or eighteen, whatever. Um, So. So yeah, everything has been ripped out a long, long time ago, probably like four months ago, but things were in the lawyer thing process. And now the builders have ordered their materials and they're ready to actually get on site and just like smash it through the roof. So super excited. And it's going to be amazing because I'm doing a YouTube video and I've been saying I'm going to get into YouTube for a long time, but honestly, the videos are coming. Just bear with me. (laughs) Amazing. I can't wait to see it. What am I celebrating? You're celebrating something really exciting, like buying potentially. Oh, yes. Business. I went blank. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm hopefully buying a business. Very excited. Going through the kind of negotiation stage at the moment. So we'll keep you updated. But it's so exciting. (laughs) Right, so should we get into it? Like- yes. Yeah, so we would we we were basically having a conversation about how property is a very long game, and you don't get these instant payoffs, the instant dopamine hit of woo, and you don't get that Ferrari outside your million pound house on day one. No. Know? So we kind of wanted you to. Well, we wanted to talk you through our three years. We're kind of two and a half, three years into us. We started in rent to rent. We're now doing various projects, um, but. you you kind of have to trust the process if you're in your first or second year and you're still building and you're still working and you're like what is happening and it's feeling really tough then you know just keep going (laughs) yeah and so we basically wanted to share our experiences of our first year second year third year and what potentially other people may or may not have experienced and we're actually going to compare it to what it's like when building a house so it you know you guys can also understand it a little bit more um, if you're not already starting a business Um, and what to expect and the ups and the downs and the roller coaster that everyone talks about but never gets to know the ins and outs Mm -hmm. of it all yeah Um, but yeah like personally for me the first year um was just crazy um you get you know that rush that dopamine I can do it attitude I'm starting a business I'm so excited and it's almost like okay now we need to do the work we're going to get the viewings we're going to do this we're going to do that 
And we're almost forgetting that we need to lay the foundations of, you know, our future. So like building a house, you need to lay the foundations before building the actual house. And that's the same concept when building a business. You actually need to think about, okay, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be in my first year? What do I want to achieve in my second year and third year? And how the hell am I going to do that? So for example, for me, it was, okay, I want 12 HMOs. And I thought, how am I going to do that? Well, I've got the land registry. Maybe I should send a few letters out. Okay. And when I get a viewing, what are they going to ask me? Maybe I should build my folio. Um, Okay. Well, how are they going to contact me? Maybe I should create my email. Maybe I should buy a domain. And it starts from the basics of literally just buying a domain, opening a business, opening a business bank account, and then sort of putting all the foundations and systems in place that we almost take for granted in year three and four because we forgot we've already, you know, it's like it's been here for so long. Mm. But you need to build these at the start. Yeah, and some systems are rubbish, aren't they? You're like, oh, use that, put everything onto it, start using it, and you're like, oh, no, no, I need to change everything. (laughs) Yeah, and it's almost like sometimes it doesn't always go as planned. So I remember when we were doing our accountability and I set myself a goal, like I think I already had about 12 HMOs or so. And then I was like, right, I'm going to build it to 24. And Soph looked at me like, this girl's crazy. (laughs) Um, In a year. (laughs) In a year. Um, But I had 12 already. So technically I was just adding another 12. So I thought that's reasonable because if I did 12 in my first year, I can do 12 in my next. But I did forget that a lot of people were buying courses at that time and a lot of people were getting into rent to rent and a lot of people were taking the stock. Yeah. And you also had 12 to manage. And like, I that also takes had a chunk 12 of time. To, yeah, yeah. And it's also crazy. So anyway, from there, I think um, <laughs> I I just couldn't find anything. Like <laughs> I kept sending the letters out. I kept doing the viewings. I kept seeing my agents literally I couldn't get any so I think the first year could be very um it could be looking different for different people for me it took like I think about five months setting up everything really just going at it trying viewings failing offering declines you know I think there's a lot of ups and downs you get oh my god I put my first offer in oh my god it got declined yes. um, <laughs> and that's okay so don't just give up it's not going to be instant gratification and then I think on the second year is actually when you start building your bricks so like like building a house you've built the foundation and then it's starting to build the bricks and learning how to make it balanced and so that's where the work-life balance comes in place because you probably experience burnout I think Mm -hmm. and that's what I did in my second year experience burnout um and how to work with it and also like how to go about it am I going to make more time for me and my family or am I just going to continue working on my business and making myself miserable Mm. um But then in that situation is like when you can acquire properties. So like, okay, I acquired 12 properties and then it's like learning the, you know, okay, I've got tenants now and they need X, Y and Z. And I I never knew they needed X, Y and Z. And now it's taking my time. Maybe I need to hire someone or do I have a system or do I have my team, my handyman team, my this, my that, my plumbers, my electricians. So sort of everything starts to come together like building a house. (laughs) Um, And you put all the bricks together almost so like okay you've got your handyman your electrician your plumber your tenants your software your systems your accountants your contracts you know mm-hmm. everything's established so then the second year is a lot about growth I think so acquisition you get in the role of things setting up and potentially raising finance and you know a lot of things in the 
mix and then for me the third year was more about okay we've built the house what do we want to do do I want to now sell potentially the house do I potentially want to leave my baby let it work it's already got the systems and then move on to something else which is technically what I did with my HMO business I just was like no this isn't working for me it's not for me I want to try something new and I tried SA um but in other people cases they might go actually I want to build upon it and I want to keep going because I've got my momentum now I went through the hardest three years of my life now it's time to grow it to even greater growth like I want to expand and I want to do this and I want to do that how have you experienced your first second and third year would you say (laughs) yeah like so similar so similar and I think it's how you feel in yourself when you're doing it like for me we were talking about confidence before and year one is like lots of imposter syndrome not a clue what I'm doing trying to do everything trying to build it it's 90% marketing it's literally just going do you want to work with me do you want to work with me do you want to work with me this 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 um and then finally getting some properties and things like that um and then year two you're kind of working on it working on it learning it learning the management learning the compliance learning through experience and learning through mistakes I'd say (laughs) (laughs) and then year three hopefully you've made most of those mistakes or spoken to people about them and so your confidence kind of grows like that because we were talking before like what's gone wrong this week Oh, just the usual stuff. Whereas in year one, you'd be like, oh, my God, a lock isn't working. And oh, my God, someone's done this. Whereas now it's just like that equals that, that equals that. Someone's probably dealing with it for me, hopefully. It's having those systems in place Mm. and that allows you to then go, oh, okay, we worked hard for this. Now maybe it's time to, you know, let it work for me a little bit. Um, and yeah, 100%. Like, I remember when I got my first, first ever HMO and I would enter the property. And I thought, oh God, this property needs painting. Who's going to do that? <gasps> I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. And I thought, oh God, well, that's going to take forever. <laughs> and then you're almost just procrastinating on painting. <laughs> and then you go, oh God, furniture. We need <laughs> yeah. to buy it first. And then on your 12th one, you're like, okay. Painters, decorators are in. We go buy furniture. They're going to screw furniture. We focus on marketing. And yes. You almost have your priorities yeah. and you value your time more because also the business is making you money back. So you can then, you know, leverage more mm-hmm. and you can delegate more. At the start, it can be very, very tough because you're literally trying to make money from nothing and you're trying to save and you're trying to do it all yourself. And sometimes it can take a mental toll. Um, It did for me. (laughs) I'm just not a painting person. That's always taken a toll for me. You did the painting. I I got the cheapest painter decorator in (laughs) and it was not a good move. (laughs) Not a good move. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's trial and error. And I think a lot of people get sold the dream Mm. um you you know all of us have been probably to at least one training course or one event and they're like look at me from zero to hero three million in one year (laughs) financial freedom in 90 days and now i'm living my best life um okay what happened in the other three years before that behind the scenes that you weren't showing what did your parents give you (laughs) Yeah, and that's the sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, for me, actually, I get quite a lot of comments going, your parents are rich, aren't they? Uh, uh what? <laughs> no, they're not. Um, but this is the thing. People don't talk about their struggles. Mm. People don't talk about the hard work. People don't, because one, they might be embarrassed. Two, they might want to keep things private. And three, it's almost like, 
what why do, does it matter to you you know mm-hmm. um so yeah i think success isn't overnight that's the main thing and the other thing is just keep going because consistency is key if you you know if you don't get motivated because you're not getting instant gratification then you need a greater purpose in my eyes because this game won't be for someone who's just looking for money um you're going to quit within your first year. And I can guarantee you that. We've Um, seen it. (laughs) We've seen it happen. And the reason for it is because money is never going to be motivating you enough. For me, my purpose was always, you know, the longer term gain. Um, I want to create myself a life for my children that I don't even have yet. And, you know, I love property and aspects of what the potential it could bring. Um, So I know that I'm dedicated to it. And I know that, okay, even if I don't see instant gratification, if I work hard enough, I will. And for me, my mindset's a bit different because I'm like, I don't care about the instant gratification. I care where I am in five years Mm. and where I will be and what beach I'll be on and how many properties I have bringing me that money. But I know that I need to start somewhere because everyone starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think where I think we were really lucky to meet each other at that specific time because I was getting into property and I kept hearing this name, Julia, Julia, Julia. And I was like, who is this Julia? And you were essentially my competitor because we were doing similar things. But we we ne- we like we don't really see people as competitors, do we? And we were like, let's go for a coffee. So we did. Um, and we instantly became friends, yeah. accountability partners and grew together. We laughed and cried together. <laughs> uh, but I think everyone needs that, whether it's a friend or, you know, reach out to someone like us on social media or find someone doing something similar. You do need that support because you will get knocked down a bit. You know, if you're supremely confident there's something wrong with you, there's always good, you're always going to question yourself. Things will go wrong. You know, life isn't perfect and it's not your fault. Just shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it's how you deal with it and how you keep going and you build resilience and, and it, you need support for that. So go, go and make sure you've got that support. A hundred percent. Like I probably wouldn't be where I am today without Sophie because as I said, like, we were sort of meeting up every week. We yeah. were very hardcore though. <laughs> we're like, what are we doing for the week? <laughs> okay, how are we going to do it? What do we need to do? What's our to-do list? And then we check it the next week. <laughs> yeah. It was intense, guys. Um, but you don't need to be as intense as us. <laughs> because you know what? At we did burn point, out. <laughs> at one point, we did start getting our nails done together. Do you remember? Yeah, so I think we actually were being so hardcore, we burnt out, both of us. Mm. And then we just started crying. And then I think we were like, let's just... just fuck this like nails (laughs) relax like us time you know and that's why we I think realize also the importance of okay why are we doing this business like is it because we want the money and the stress and this and that or is it because we want to enjoy our life and we're like well sometimes we just want to go get our nails done and sometimes we just want to have a laugh with our friend and that's the way to live life and I think it'd be such a lonely journey if I didn't have you and you definitely built my confidence in speaking to people and going people aren't miserable and people are friendly and people are actually wanting to help you not everyone don't be naive but like you you can find genuine people in your industry and definitely keep them close to you because we've constantly been bouncing off each other Mm -hmm. and supporting each other and even through the downs we'd give us hugs and even if it's just one hug it can actually help someone so much so don't take it for granted 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was really lovely. And I appreciate you too. And you have just pushed me like your targets and ambitions have always been so high. But it shows what can be done because you've basically smashed them. Like you really have. You've adjusted sometimes. You've taken on more projects on the side and you've just constantly kept going. And any knockback you get, you just keep going. So I'm amazed by you. I think you're incredible. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, like to be fair, you're probably the reason why I got into service accommodation because we were I was going I can't get any HMOs and so because I've got two new HMOs and I'd look at her like how <laughs> because I've done everything I could and I can get HMOs and this is the thing for some it works for some it doesn't and do you know what it's also because I wasn't enjoying it as much as mm. Sophie was so I would never go above and beyond and Sophie was like why don't you do something you enjoy you keep getting leads and properties but they're just not HMO regulated. So why don't you do service accommodation? And then I got so pissed off. I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to do service accommodation. And now we've expanded to so many cities and it's almost like, don't be stuck in old ways. So I started in HMOs. I'm now doing service accommodation. If I was still to be in HMO, me, it wouldn't work for me but with service accommodation I've managed to grow like crazy and even some people look at me and go how have you managed to grow so fast and it's because I literally enjoy what I do Mm -hmm. like I love it and I love the interior design bit and I love kicking guests out and keeping them money if they ruin our (laughs) rules um all different sorts so Mm. yeah um I'm not a horrible monster by the way I wouldn't kick someone out without reason (laughs) but um yeah I think it's important to have someone by your side like it could be your partner it could be your best friend it could be someone that you a complete stranger which you were to me Sophie like Mm -hmm. and then you grow that relation Mm -hmm. you just need someone who's like-minded as ambitious and you can have different goals but sort of you need to push each other to make it happen but yeah yeah and I really like what you said about um just switching like do what makes you happy like don't waste your time if you've started something and you're not enjoying it and then you think, oh, what will people think if I stop? Yeah. Um, will they think I failed? And it's like, no, you do you. You do what makes you happy. If you've tried it and you hate it, just move on to something else. A hundred percent. And remember your why. It sounds so cliche, but like if you, so every, I've got a vision board and I do it every single year. And something that I was a bit like, oh my God, is I really, really was very hardcore, but laid back at the same time this year. Cause I realized if I'm just hardcore, I burn out. If I'm just too chilled back, I never reach my goals. <laughs> yeah. And so this year I've sort of done six months, no holidays. Then I think I've done three months holidays and then the next whatever months, no holidays. And that's been the perfect balance for me. And I finally, after what, five years, <laughs> I finally found the right balance mm. for me. And that takes time. Mm. And I looked at my vision board and I was like, tick, 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 tick. And it's incredible. But now it's what do I want to do next year? So, you know, it's great because with the news always comes the cons and we shall see what happens. But I hope you guys found this podcast helpful in the aspects of, you know, you're not alone. Um, Don't worry. It might feel like you're not getting anywhere. But the truth is, even if you just go visit the agents and they all said we don't have anything available, yada, yada, yada. Guess what? You showed your face. They'll remember you. So if something comes up, they might call you. And that one thing of you doing that seems so little to you might be the compounding effect later down the years. And I think for me, what I found in my business, I don't know about you, Sophie, is all the littlest things every single day that I did it could be one email or one offer that got declined and at the time I'd be so upset that it got declined Mm -hmm. but then I got another offer off of it like so I think 
keep doing you be consistent and remember that the little things it, it ripples it yeah. makes big waves you can do it you can absolutely do it we got you <laughs> all right well we hope this has been helpful and we hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon bye, bye.